and welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. We are one day away from actual football, which means we'll be making super contest picks this week. But before we do, we have to make our final futures selections for the season. So we went back three months ago to our Way Too Early Futures podcast. I pulled some sound clips, and I'm going to see whether or not the collective is going to fold, stay pat, or double down on their early season futures. Are any of you guys nervous? Any takes that you wish never came out of your mouth? Members Spoiler alert, there's going to be, it's it's going to be nittier than Alan Kessler in here. <laughs> That's pretty tremendous. Fold, fold and stay pat, is that roulette? Fold or stay pat, it's like a combo of... <laughs> I'm just kidding, Don, Donnie's the roulette expert here, I was just asking him. Oh yeah, DP. Unfortunately in roulette, they don't let you put more money on the table once a spin happens, which if they did that, I would own Vegas by now. <laughs> Yeah, this is like a combination of Let It Ride and Blackjack, this podcast. Which, Mo, have you played either of those games in a casino? You are the biggest nit on the podcast. I'm a huge nit when it comes to those games, yes. So have you... I think I, think I lost $40 playing Blackjack once, and that was in like 2009 or something. And you'll never forget it. And I haven't been back, yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Mo, the, the, you give Kessler a run for his money when it comes to nittiness. No response? I'm, I'm, known to be, I'm known to be a nit by some people, but then those people clearly don't watch me play PLO. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just sit down behind you during a PLO game. All right, before we get to the futures, I want to remind you guys that we did positional previews for fantasy. I know some of you guys still have some drafts today. I even have a draft tomorrow. Some people draft over the weekend after the first game. Those are evergreen. We've got positional previews for quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. So check those out if you need last-minute crunching. And there's only a few days left to register for the Super Contest, and you can do so with our friends at footballcontest.com. You don't even need to live in the state of Nevada. All you have to do is sign up with Maddie or Tony from footballcontest.com, and then you can submit your picks remotely Throughout the entire season, you could live in Antarctica. And as long as you register in person with a proxy from footballcontest.com, you are in. And we have soared past the amount needed to get a $1 million first place prize. And we are, dare I say, drawing live for 2,500 entries. Is 2,500 a lock right now, DP? I think 2,500 is definitely a lock. There's uh, yesterday... About 12 hours ago from today, uh, Maddie tweeted out uh, 2,372 entries. I would imagine they finished the day uh, yesterday, late last night, with around 2,400 entries, uh, maybe even a little more. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, but I think there's, you know, you can easily get another 200 entries to, between now and the close. I mean, people tend to come in at the end like anything. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully it pushes uh, not only 2,500, but 2,600. Crazy, crazy, crazy. This is 
it is now is the time to get involved with the super contest because it's only going to get bigger from here. And we are very excited. Again, our first picks pod will be on Friday and tomorrow we will do our first DFS pod of the season. Uh, we are changing the way we make picks, but you'll have to listen in on Friday to figure that out. So let's get to our futures, and we will go in the same order as we did when we recorded it way back in May, starting with the overs. And because they picked the same over, I'm going to play what Mo and Brett had to say back to back. I went ape shit when I saw this line. I don't even know what this line is. Why are the Bills 6.5 on the win total? This is insanely low, right? Insanely low. And here's Brett, who followed up with this. I like the Bills a lot. And Mo talked about it already. We looked at the win totals a few weeks ago, and the Bills were listed. The Bills actually opened at 6 at one of the Vegas books. And Mo and I almost hopped onto a plane in Vegas and just fired all in. It seems way too low for a team that I think has a floor of probably five wins and a ceiling of maybe not. Very interesting. How do you guys feel now? <laughs> Mo, we'll start with you. Are you folding, staying pat, or come on, Mo? Are you going to double down on the Bills over? Never doubling down. Uh, not just folding. I'm, uh, I'm, God, what's that? Jared Blesnick ripping up my cards and <laughs> throwing them. You could crum- off to the side of the table. You uh, could crumple them like Jungle Man, too. Yeah, I mean, look, this is one of those things where this is maybe why you don't book these too early. Uh, nobody told me the Bills weren't going to try to win this year. That's I was making a fundamental assumption that the Bills were going to try to win. And then they started selling off pieces like Mad, which I'm not going to sit here and say is wrong. I mean, I'm totally fine with that. If I was a Bills fan, which... I'm sure we're going to hear Bert's take and it'll be, you know, geared toward the long-term future of the team. You know, Bert would like to see his team somehow win a Super Bowl. And if that's the goal, these are probably good moves, but Super Bowl, just get into the fucking playoffs. Yeah. If that's the goal this year, these aren't good moves. The bills make me want to not going to be shouting this year. Too many sold off pieces. Got to fold. All right, so if you fold, I forgot to mention this because I'm a terrible host, you have to replace it with another bet. So who is the over that you're replacing it with? Uh, well, you're, you'll appreciate this one, Rich. I'm going with the Jags over six and a half. It is minus 121 right now on Penny. Uh, I was looking over the schedule. It's quite friendly. They get the Browns, the Niners, and your own Jets outside of the division. Uh, Obviously, the AFC South, typically pretty friendly right now. Uh, So their division schedule will be solid. And just looking over this roster, we know we've already established that we love this defense. There are difference makers on here. Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson, Jalen Ramsey. A.J. Boye, they have two really solid corners now. Um, and as we always say, well, this is this is Rich's thing, hardest thing to do in football, stop the pass. Hardest so, thing to do, baby. They got the pieces to do that. And 
on the other side of the ball, obviously, Blake Bortles, massively worrisome. But on the bright side, they did pick up Cam Robinson in the second round of the draft. Uh, the line was pretty poor in run blocking last year, but they were all right in pass protection. So, I mean, at least Bortles has the support system with some solid weapons around him and a decent line. So I think Jags over six and a half definitely looks like it has value to me. Love it. Absolutely love the Jaguars. They're my sleeper dark horse to win a bad division. As most stated, they have an easy schedule. And if the defensive pieces that they've collected click, and if Blake Bortles is scaled down, if his responsibilities are reduced and he's just put out there to be more of a game manager, I think the Jags can have some very quick success. They start off with a fairly easy road game at Houston to begin the season. And I think six and a half is well within reach for that team. Love it. Brett, you doubling down on your Buffalo Bills? No, I clicked auto muck on this one four weeks ago when the Bills <laughs> traded Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby. Like that indicated to me they do not intend on competing this season. They are in full rebuild mode here under Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. They have six picks in the first three rounds of next year's draft. This team is going nowhere this year, and and I'm fully behind it. Finally, this front office has a plan towards the future. I've been eleven and six and ten every single year, so. Definitely folding this one. And with that, I'm forced to shift to an over I like this season. And I'm going with the Panthers at eight and a half or nine. Probably nine is where you're going to find it in most spots. Big, big rebound year for Cam and company, I think, this season. I love the offense, as I've said on every single fantasy show we did. Uh, The big change for me, though, comes on the defensive side of the ball. The Panthers had huge deficiencies last year while Luke Keekley dealt with injury problems. The secondary was atrocious, but this is a very experienced unit that is due for some huge positive regression this year. Uh, Julius Peppers returns. He fills out a very solid defensive line. You got Shaq Thompson, looks like an absolute terror at linebacker. He joins Keekley and Thomas Davis uh, in the middle there. And then the starting corners, both coming off rookie seasons that progressed pretty nicely after a horrid start. So this, to me, is a very good football team coming off a rocky uh, six and ten season. I think they're going to be in the hunt for not only a division title but a Super Bowl run. I actually have a bet going in Vegas today: Panthers Super Bowl. Wow! So with that, very comfortable about the over nine wins. Uh, you factor in a, a very nice strength of schedule here too, with odd division games against the 49ers, Bills, Bears, Dolphins, and Jets. So that's five wins to me that they they should get at least four and one. Uh, out of that crop. So I I love the Panthers this year. I think they're going to make a deep run. Panthers over nine regular season wins is minus 104 currently on Pinnacle. And their Super Bowl odds are plus 2,800. So around 2,873. So about 29 to one. What uh, what odds are you getting on your live bet? I'm going to try and get 30. That's what I'm hoping for. Nice, nice, nice. Got a bit of breaking news here as well. You will probably know this by the time you listen to the podcast, but the week one tilt between the Miami Dolphins and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has been moved to week 11 because of Hurricane Irma. So get your Jameis Winstons out of your lineup. Moving on with the program, our next over comes from DP, 
who is supporting a man with M&Ms for brains. Titans over eight and a half. Second pick is Cardinals over eight. Just pick it and stick it, boys. He also stuck BA in there. I'll let you react to both if you want, DP. Uh, mainly, I had you prep for the Titans. What are we doing here? We uh, folding, staying pat, or doubling down? Doubling down on the Titans, going to the ATM, trying to get more money out, borrowing friends uh, money from my friends at the table. Um, I mean, I looked over the Titans schedule again last night. I did check it one more time this morning just in case I was going crazy last night. Um, but, you know, looking over the slate of games, I really think it favors the over. I can easily see the team going 6-2 and two to start off over their first date, and then they still got to close with four games against Indy, San Fran, the L.A. Rams, and Jacksonville. So I think the over comes in rather easily. Um, I think 10 wins is, you know, very much in the realm of possibility, despite the fact that their coach, Mike Malarkey, does have eminence for brains. If they don't get to the over of 8.5 wins, it's – his fault and his fault only, and I will stand by that and go to my grave with that. <laughs> it it better uh, it better come in e- uh, within reach easily because it's minus one seventy two on the juice now. You made a sharp play earlier, Donnie. I did, I did. I'm 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 trying to learn a little bit like you. Do we ever realize that Mike Malarkey's initials are Eminem? Is that a coincidence? <laughs> I I didn't realize that till just now. I but just, it makes sense. I just heard you say it, and it just clicked to me. That's amazing. Uh, Mo, you say sharp bet, but you're liking the Jaguars. Can those two things coexist, or do you think they're mutually exclusive? Both those overs. I mean, I think the it's low enough that it could, especially if you believe the Colts are going to be a complete and unmitigated disaster, which. You know, I know you always believe, Rich, we hate this roster. Yeah, I mean, some of the worst roster construction you'll ever see. And now with Andrew, I mean, honestly, if they are sharp, Andrew Luck doesn't play a snap this season. Just pay him to relax, get 100%, get as many good draft picks as you can, and move forward from there. All right, let's see if I stuck my foot in my mouth with my over. I like the Cardinals over eight wins. I think the division is crap. I brought in that last part purposefully because I was thinking really hard about this. um, And I was actually considering folding because I wanted to pivot to the team that Brett took, the Panthers. I agree with him on a lot of his points, especially the schedule. They have such an easy schedule, and I love the improvements that they've made. The the thought that they've put into the personnel changes on both sides of the ball but then I checked the market. Not only has the cards total moved from eight to eight and a half, but the juice on eight and a half on Pinnacle is minus 143. So I'm going to stay pat. Part of the market tells me I should double down on eight, but I'm going to stay pat because I'm kind of impressed from what I've seen from the Niners and the Rams. I think McVeigh and Shanahan, I flipped them there uh, by mistake. I think they're going to be a breath of fresh air for two stagnant offenses that did pretty much everything they could to just fall on their face the last couple of seasons uh, and just really restricted their ability to push the ball down the field through the air. And I think that McVay and Shanahan can design easy pass plays to get the their subpar quarterbacks to play somewhat optimally. And both their defenses... I think the Niners' defense has a few more holes than the Rams, but 
they're not like these bottom feeding bad defenses like we see on some other teams like the the aforementioned Colts. So I think the division is actually going to get a little bit of a lift, which worries me a little bit with this cars number. And I haven't even talked about Sheldon Richardson going to Seattle and bolstering what was already a fantastic defense. So that's two tough games on the schedule for Arizona. But the market is telling me otherwise. The market moving to eight and a half and the juice at minus 143. So I'm going to stay pat on BA and the Cardinals. Well done, Rich. You and Donnie crushing these lines. So proud of you guys. Razor sharp. Sharp as a soup spoon. All right, let's get to some unders, and we're going serpentine, so I'll kick things off. So I'm going to pivot to uh, the New Orleans Saints and take the under on eight. I'm going to fold this for mainly one reason, and that's because I've identified another under that I like. But I still think that this number is in play. Uh, The Saints' defense is no bueno. And as I mentioned on that podcast, I think... The Breeze Cliff is coming. It's unfair for me to just say that outright, having just come off a podcast where I said Frank Gore is the outlier, so we can't expect it. But at some point, and I think quarterback depreciation comes a little faster than running back depreciation, there is going to be a time where Breeze is no longer who he is. And coming off of plantar fashion, coming off of a back injury are two worrisome things. So I still think there's some merit to uh, firing that that under eight for the Saints. But I'm going to go to the window, and I don't care that the juice is minus 268. Boys and girls, if you have uh, long-term investments, if you have security funds out there, parachute funds, I don't care. Empty the piggy bank and lay it all on Lions under eight wins. The more research I did over the summer, the more astonished I was at how many games they were able to eke out last year. According to Football Outsiders, they won 4.4 more games than their projected win total, which basically takes their DVOA performances and compares them to their opponents' DVOA performances. 4.4 games more than projected. That is a massive outlier. They were the worst defense, according to DVOA, at 32, and they didn't do anything major to address it over the offseason. They've spent a big pick on Kenny Galladay. They did bring in Gerard Davis, linebacker from Florida, but there were no real changes to that 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 unit. And I just think that regression is going to slam down onto the turf, and this team is going to come out and win five, six games and be one of the bottom teams in the league in terms of a win-loss output. So lay the juice, drop the 268, and bet the under on the lines. I was just looking at that line. I mean, what they, the hell, man? <laughs> at eight or or the just juice? that juice? You just don't see that. Yeah, it's, I don't understand why Vegas didn't move it. Uh, I guess I, I I I'd be interested to hear the reasoning on why they never moved it to seven and a half. Maybe they're just okay just taking all the I mean, with that juice, it's probably seven in some spots. Yeah, it has to be. Call Scooch. Get him on the phone. Scooch. All right. Brett, you are up next. Let's see which under you picked. I I believe this was Donnie's last year. Denver is going to suck this year. This is going to be the worst offense. I don't know how they're going to score more than 14 points a game this year. So I'm going way under eight and a half wins. 
we can pour one out for your boy Paxton Lynch too. Brett, where are you at with this one? I'm staying pat. Uh, not much else to say. The offense is still a train wreck. A lot of concerns still at quarterback and running back going into the season. And then on defense, Denver spent most of the preseason without Jared Crick, Derek Wolf on the defensive line. They signed Damata Pecco to come in and replace Sylvester Williams, a defensive tackle. Pecco, his PFF rating for the past four years is never higher than a 50. There are some massive leaks in this team. I don't see any way they win more than eight. And it was eight and a half. I think it's down to eight now. So I, lo- I love this under. It's I can see I see eight across Vegas. Pinnacle has eight and a half with big juice minus one forty six on the under. So again, the collective finding themselves on the sharp side. We talked about Bills over previously. Donnie came out like a sawed off shotgun and just started splattering unders, but he concluded with Buffalo in this clip. I was on board with you, Rich, and the Saints. Uh, you, Brett, and the Broncos. Uh, similar take that I had last year. I think the Broncos are gonna just suck this year. Um, but I, I had the bills as well. I just, I think the bills are horrible. You got your four number pin ready, Donnie, you going back to the ATM? I am going back to the ATM. I'm already there. I, I brought the ATM with me to the table because I'm, <laughs> I'm all in on the bills under six and a half. I mean, the only thing holding the bills back in terms of not getting the under is if they are, you know, just meteorically stupid in, in what they're doing. But I don't believe that they're stupid. I think in the AFCs, the Jets are stupid. The Jets are tanking, but they're still going to stumble to a few wins because they're really dumb. I think the Bills are actually all in on tanking. I think they had a fire sale. I think they don't give a crap for this year. And I think that that's very smart. I like the direction of the front office. And if the front office can just inject this into the players a little bit, that this is the right direction for the franchise, I don't see them coming anywhere close to six games. I love the under. I am doubling down. The Bills make me wanna. They're going to start the season on one, that's for sure. They're Can we talk about the season total? Can we talk about this Jets total? <laughs> Go for it. It's three and a half. I've never oh seen that. Oh my god! I didn't even as see long that. As I've been looking at these lines, which is like five years or something. I've never seen a win total <laughs> at three and a half. And there's and juice the on under the under. Is <laughs> Holy shit! That's incredible. I'm looking at Pinnacle now. <laughs> There's juice on the under. You have to bet over three and a half, right? I mean, that's insane. Yeah, this is pro Horrible teams win four games every year. Yeah, the worst teams ever find themselves winning four games, especially now where football's never been easier, especially on offense. I'm betting over three and a half on principle. (laughs) Wild, wild, wild. All right, Mo, we're keeping it with you. And this was a controversial under selection as you'll hear from the reaction of the collective. But there's another offense in the AFC West that I'm really worried about, and that's the Chargers. What? So I'm looking at this under. Wow. Yeah. All right, Mo. Where are we at with uh, Brett Colson's favorite Los Angeles Super Chargers? Brett scared me away. I, I can't... I can't... I gotta listen to the disciple. I mean, I can't just ignore him. Uh... He's learned well, and if he likes this team, eighty to one, and I think last we checked, the market certainly liked this team at eighty to one. Uh, I got to go away from this one, muck this one. We're not ripping up the cards like Blesnick, but 
we are going to muck. I'm going to pivot to the Eagles. I looked at this Eagles line, eight and a half. It just how is the over eight and a half juiced on this Eagles? The under is minus one hundred one. Obviously, we've talked about the NFC East. They play in a meat grinder of a division. Uh, three very tough opponents there. No walkovers. Away from the division, they go. They have some really really tough games at Hawks, at Chiefs. At Chargers, man, I, I don't love the looks of that schedule. And then looking over this roster, I actually do really like this defense. Um, we loved them last year. They had a great pass defense. But there's still a lot of questions on offense here. I mean, Carson Wentz, it almost seemed like he regressed last year. And... This wide receiving core, which was among the league's worst, is probably the biggest concern. I see Alshon Jeffrey, who you will not find a bigger Alshon Jeffrey fan than me, but this guy cannot stay healthy. He's not so he's not exactly the most reliable number one guy. And beyond that, they have absolutely zero depth at wide receiver. When Alshon inevitably gets injured, Torrey Smith and Nelson Aguilar are gonna be the top guys. Yuck. The line is all right, but overall, this just looks like a very solidly below average offense. And I just see this as a seven or eight win team. I don't see nine wins most likely here. What was the game last year where uh, the Eagles trotted out some random ass, something Bryce Triggs? He went out and he had like eight or nine targets. Something Bryce Triggs got picked up in fantasy that week. Yeah. Oh, insanity. Brett, how happy are you that as the disciple, you taught your master and got him off of the Chargers under? This makes me happy. I- I'm glad I-, I I got him to to make the switch. I think it's, it's I think it's sharp. Razor, razor sharp. Razor Ramo. Back in action, Chico. Alright, let's get to the Super Bowl, the pinnacle of professional football. And we're going serpentine again, which mean Mo, which means Mo leads us off with a team that Donnie previously talked about. The Titans, sixty-four to one, seems batshit insane, especially considering their win total is eight and a half. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Razor Ramo, it's currently sitting at plus thirty-three on Pinnacle. So wow! I'm, I'm guessing you're either staying pat or doubling down, Mo. How sharp is that? I mean, we can't double down because the price isn't good enough anymore, but can definitely hold our 65 to 1 ticket, put it in the vault, go to sleep every night with a warm heart, knowing how much value we have. Uh, But if you want to add another one, I got to throw out. Brett already spoiled it. It's the Panthers. 29 to 1. So much value. If we need another ticket to add to our Titans bet, grab the Panthers. Anything over 25 to 1 just seems like stealing money. A lot of talent on this team. Like the pieces they added. These guys, I mean, unlike some of the like, look at some of the teams that are near them in the in the uh in the futures market. You got the Vikings not too far off. Uh, let's see, the Chiefs, which not excited about the Chiefs this year. 
the Broncos. I mean, it's pretty hard to see these teams winning the Super Bowl. The Giants. But, the Giants have a shorter price than the Panthers. Uh, yes, the Panthers were in the Super Bowl two years. It, this is not hard to see. So 29 to 1, great value. Unlike some of these other longer shots or medium shots, maybe you won't necessarily need to head to these guys. You can feel good about this team in the playoffs. Whereas if you buy a team like the Texans at 25 to 1, yeah, there might be value. But once you get into the playoffs, you're looking to hedge at every opportunity because you know that team, as soon as they line up across from New England or some other team that's like actually really good. They're almost wrong, dead. I'll never forget last year when Brett had his Texans ticket, and it actually got worse when they got to the playoffs. <laughs> Their odds were worse than when he booked at the beginning of the season. Yeah, that was crazy. Did not expect that to happen. All right, let, let's have the collective do some more gloating about beating the market. Donnie and I were on the same team. I also like the Cardinals. I think they're going to have... Uh, a season where I think they're going to return to where I expect them to be, and that's a pretty good team um, over in the NFC. And at 43-1, to 1, I, I can't hate it. I hate how much I'm agreeing with you, but the Cardinals, so I'm going to skip Brett real quick, are my pick too. I mean, how is a Bruce Arians team 43-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl? Currently sitting at 35-1. to 1. Donnie, I'll let you go first. Is Is there anything left in the ATM for you to pile? Uh, there's nothing left in the ATM, and if there was, uh, I mean, there's a little bit left. I always keep some reserves in there. I'm going to stay pat in the Cardinals. I, I like the bet, but I don't think it's worth doubling down. I would rather take some of my reserve cash and spread it elsewhere, you know, hedge my bets a little bit. Uh, but I am, I, I still, you know, really like the Cardinals here, uh, you know, go, going to the Super Bowl and going on to win it. I mean, in, it all hinges on Carson Palmer, right? I mean, if he goes down, all this turns to dust. But... You know, I think this is their their last real run at at a title. I mean, they're getting they're getting old, man. I feel like, and uh, this is going to be it for them. So I expect them, like I said uh, in the previous podcast, to return to the level where where you know I I wish that they were uh, in last year and uh, give it a run at the ship. I too am staying pat, despite having Jay Cutler with a different haircut at quarterback. Always worrisome with Mister Palmer under center. But we're holding a 43 to 1 ticket when they're 35 to 1 and could be a couple weeks away from being even shorter odds to if hoist. If he goes more. down though. Yeah. Very true. Very very true. Mr. Palmer's injury risk is through the ceiling. All right, we're going to conclude with probably uh the most fervent prediction that we heard back in May it was the first bet that any member of the collective made for the 2017 NFL season. How sharp. And it was Brett with his very loving favorite LA Chargers. I love the Los Angeles Chargers this year. I think this offense is going to tear up the NFC West this year. And the defense should be halfway decent too. Jason Verrett comes back. He, he and Casey Hayward, Dwight Lowry form a pretty nice secondary. Joey Bosa that guy might be a top five defensive lineman in the NFL this season. And I like Melvin Ingram too. I think the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. They are my long shot to win the Super Bowl at 67 to 1. They currently sit at 51 to 1. So more sharp picks for the collective, more beating the market. You got your ticket in hand. Brett, would you go back for seconds or are you just staying pat? 
Well, yeah, I mean, if I can get 80 to one again, I'll fire probably 3x what I did back in June or July. Yeah, I have doubling down for sure. Uh, the numbers climbed all the way to around 50. I think it should be closer to 25. I'm sticking with it. I love the Bolts this year. This, this defensive unit could be a top five unit in the league. Uh, a healthy Jason Verrett back. Uh, I mentioned Bosa, Ingram, Casey, Howard, Casey Hayward. This is a really good defense. And then offensively, the offensive line still is a concern. But insert Anthony Lynn, who took a Bills offensive line that was without Eric Wood and Cordy Glenn for a lot of last year and turned it into one of the most efficient offenses in the league. I'm expecting big things from Lynn and his new team in Los Angeles, doubling all the way down on the Chargers. You just singed my eyebrows with 25 to 1. Is it, is it that off? I mean, the, the Broncos are 35 to 1 right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And they have something Simeon graded at a 40 on PFF last year playing quarterback. Yeah, I maybe that's fair. I can tell you this much. I am so excited about Monday Night Football because it could be an absolute coming out party for the L.A. Chargers and a healthy Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa playing a full season, just a really fun team, a fun unit, and they could come out and obliterate the Broncos in the season opener. All right, so we went back. seemed like we didn't have much folding save for Mo. Mo was you and Alan Kessler, kindred spirits. Alan Kessler, muck city over here. <laughs> Throughout this process. But some pretty sharp picks even three months before the season began. We will uh, post these and we'll track them throughout the season to see if our changes are as successful as we hope. But it's time to get bold. Very bold. Some last-minute Hail Mary bold predictions from each member of the collective I'm going to go in order of finish from last year. I'm going to go last, but we'll kick it off with Mo, the resident moose, who is a nit, so I'm not expecting too bold. What you got for us, Mo? I'm going mega bold. Wow. This is the Browns don't finish last in the division. Wow. There it is. That's my bold prediction. The Browns are going to win more games than the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Let's go Browns. This is our squad, and we're all feeling good about where the talent is heading on this team. I don't think they want to win that many games, that's for sure. But I'm not excited about this Bengals team. How stale is this team? Is there a more stale team in the NFL? Uh, And, hey, what if Deshaun Kaiser is a thing? I don't believe he is. That guy cost me way too many bets at Notre Dame. <laughs> I've been holding a grudge for years. Turnover machine there. Not really a fan, but hey, maybe he just didn't give a shit when he was in college. Who knows? I don't get, just as a side, I love the pick, by the way. Love what the Browns are doing. I think they're uh, an ascending team with a lot of young talent, so I'm obviously in love with this pick. I don't understand why the Bengals. Why do you and Brett like the Ravens so much? The Ravens are a triage unit right now. I think that football team is going to be really bad. Your defense is strong. And Harbaugh. Harbaugh's GOAT. I know Harbaugh's GOAT, but there's only a, there's only so much you can do when you don't have a functioning roster. I don't know. They have so, 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 so many injuries. And... I guess the defense can hold it together, but 
Danny Woodhead, though, part of a Huff. <laughs> he'll, he's a, he'll be dead by week he's five. He's an honorary Husker. He'll be dead by week five. I don't know. I, I, I like the call, but I think it'll be the Ravens in last place in the Norte. Brett, you singed my eyebrows with 25 to 1 for the Chargers, so I'm, I'm expecting nothing but an extremely bold prediction here from you. That's not even that bold. All right, here's bold. The Atlanta Falcons, who were a historically great offense last year, will finish outside the top 15 in offense DVOA this season. Whoa. Kyle Shanahan gone. New play caller in town. Steve Sarkeesian has never called a play in the NFL before. He's also drunk AF on the sidelines. I was going to say, he's the one that gets wasted, right? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think you're going to see a lot of the same schemes schemes with the up-tempo attack. But it's it's not going to be the same without Shanny uh, to ask to ask a guy to come in and duplicate what happened last year is super aggressive. And this Falcons offense, tenth in offense DVOA in 2014, twenty third in 2015. I think I think this is within the range of outcomes. I think you're going to see a huge dive in Atlanta this year. They're not going to make the playoffs. I think they might finish last in their division. So that's that. I think that's pretty bold. Outside the top fifteen, bottom half of the league in offense. I've always wondered what happens in these scenarios where a Sarkeesian comes in and starts laying out the offensive play uh, plan, and the guys are looking around after having a couple of years with Shanahan, and they're like, why aren't we running this play? <laughs> this worked a lot last year. So I wonder if they get into a room and if Matt Ryan or the receivers or the backs are, are curtailing and curating the playbook that Sarkeesian creates, or if they're just running Sarkeesian plays, Sarkeesian's plays. That always interests me because there's got to be scenarios that Shanahan was just otherworldly thinking about and conceptually. And I, I wonder if that carries over to the next regime or if it's just an entirely clean new slate. I would hope that Matt Ryan is pointing things out that, that work and Sarkeesian's listening, but who knows? These coaches aren't too sharp. DP. Bold. Need it now. Kind of along the lines of Mo, uh, but I'm going to go a little bit bolder. Uh, I got the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars winning their respective divisions, well, AFC North and AFC South, with Kaiser and Bortles crack. as dueling MVP monsters. You're on crack. You want it bold. I'm giving you bold. <laughs> it's just... That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, my, my brain is melting right now. Uh... Uh, that's a wild selection. I, I picked the Jags to win the South. I, I think that's within the range of outcomes. I think their defense is that good. I don't know about the Browns. The Steelers are really good at football. See, I don't think the Steelers are that good at football. They're, they're just kind of the best of a bad bunch. They're one of the most efficient offenses in the league. They got yeah, well, an incredible... Okay, we'll see, we'll see how, how good Big Ben holds up this year. Yeah, I was going to say, you want to talk about a cliff. <laughs> that guy is steering straight towards one, especially with that body. The way, man, it's going to happen. It's going to happen sooner than it does for a lot of these other guys, too. Is he going towards a cliff, or is he just uh, super dramatic? Going towards a cliff. He is going to fall apart. That guy takes a beating every year. He Does he ever just get through 16 games unscathed? I mean... I know that sounds like asking a lot, but it's 2017 and you are not allowed to hit quarterbacks anymore. But that guy exposes himself to so much damage. That's fair. All right, you guys ready for bold? Who wants to get their eyebrows singed? Nobody? Nobody wants bold? 
You know Duck and cover. You know <laughs> so I stayed pat with the Cardinals in the Super Bowl segment because it's a good ticket. I'm not just going to shred a ticket that I think has value. But come February, I think there will be a team very familiar with the stadium playing at home in their own backyard. I think the Minnesota Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. They started off last year 5-0, and and then for whatever reason, during the bye week, North Turner changed the offense. And I get why he did it. Bradford came into camp late, so they simplified everything, and they were running very non-complex offensive plays, short throws, but it was fucking working. Why would you change it? They used the bye week. They made things a little more complicated. They installed more of the North Turner offense, and the offense started to tank. A couple weeks later, North Turner out of town. He's gone. The offensive line has nowhere to go but up, and we know that this defensive unit is balls-to-the-wall crazy. Great talent on all levels. And if the offense just takes a little step forward, the addition of Dalvin Cook could be huge. Again, any lift from the offensive line is helpful. We love Stefan Diggs on this podcast. Adam Thielen plays a great role in the offense. They've got a great guy with pedigree in Laquan Treadwell that if he just becomes relevant, gives a really interesting wrinkle to this offense. And Bradford's not terrible. He, According to Number Fires metrics, he was top five in pass efficiency in balls, I believe, 15 yards downfield. It was the, It's their deep throw efficiency. And he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league when he made those throws. 40 to one, playing at home. Give me the Vikings. I like it. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Wow. I love I love it. I love the Vikings this year. You're a Just Zimmer. You're a Zimmer. To have a pulse. You're a Zimmer guy, Brett. I knew I'd have I you am. on board. He's gonna be so blind. He's, he's not even gonna be able to see the plays. Oh, poor guy. What what do you hate about the Vikings, DP? You hate Bradford, don't you? Yeah, I mean I, I think they're gonna be good. I I don't think they have any shot. They're just they're basically the Kansas City Chiefs of the NFC to me. They're never going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, they're, they're going to win, what, nine between 9 and 11 games every single year. They're going to be in the mix. Everyone's going to be talking about them all season long. You know, they're either going to be talking about them when they start off hot and, you know, they're undefeated for a while, or they're going to be talking about them after they start off hot and then they start, you know, coming back down to earth with a bit of regression. But they're always going to be in the conversation, but they're never going to just have what it takes to get over the top. They just don't have that in their DNA. I mean, if the Chiefs beat the Steelers last year, they were going to beat the Patriots in Gillette. You are on so much <laughs> drugs. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, Mo's got to go. Oh. I mean, we're going to wrap up anyway, but Mo, safe travels. See you soon. Peace Later. out. I want to know who DP's picking out of the NFC. Yeah. Who's coming Who's coming out of the NFC if it's not... Well, it's not it's not the Vikings. It's sure as hell not Atlanta. They're not going to make the damn playoffs. Um, <laughs> I, I I like the I like the Panthers to come out. I mean, I, I also don't mind uh, what the Green Bay Packers this year to come out. I think the the Cowboys are going to regress. You know, I, I honestly I have no idea what's going on with the whole Ezekiel Elliott thing now. Um, after I had said that 
uh, previously that he's going to play all the games this year. Now I just have no idea. Um, so that could be a huge hiccup in, in their game plan, although I, I think that they were going to regress a bit. So I, I really like the the Panthers to return to a better position than they were. Um, you know, I'm I'm betting, as I've said this podcast, on the Arizona Cardinals, which I still like, and then the Green Bay Packers. I think those three teams. And also, Rich mentioned it earlier, but uh, the Seattle Seahawks. You know, I, I like the direction that they're going in. You know, the last two years, I didn't like the direction that they were going in, but I feel like they've they've made some changes this year. They've put some players on their defense. You know, I, I like for Jimmy Graham to return to to better than he has been. And, you know, I think the Seahawks could easily come out of the NFC. I think those four teams are much, much, much better picks than the Minnesota Vikings. I'll give you a secondary. Well, it wouldn't have been bold if I said the Seahawks were going to win simple. No, I get it, but I'm just still saying that you're on drugs. Sure. My secondary bold pick, which is going to tickle your fancy, DP, is that the Patriots will win more games than the Redskins, Lions, and Chiefs combined. Three playoff teams from last year. I don't know about the Chiefs. I feel like they're just booked for 10 wins. Redskins, Lions, Chiefs combined. There's no There's no way that happens. We'll not have as many. Uh, uh, excuse me. Regular season and playoff wins. Sorry. Oh, I, I, okay. meant to, I meant to say that. That, that I can get behind. Because I've got the the Pats at 14-2 and two and then winning the Super Bowl. So Even though the Vikings are also going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, nothing? What do you think no, about that? No, nothing. You have no idea how to do math. What do you, what do you mean? 14 plus 3 is 17. Nothing. I was making fun of the fact that you have two teams winning the Super Bowl. Well, I have, I have three. <laughs> Which is not, not possible. I have three if you include the Cardinals. Well, I, I also feel like the Patriots are just playing in a different league this year. But yeah, it's like unfair. It, it's not fair what the Patriots are doing. Listen, guys, I, I'm the biggest Patriots homer here, but the front seven blows, okay? Oh, here they have is. nobody here on the defensive go. line. Here the we... linebacking core is starting something or Landon Roberts, okay? It's not going to be that good on defense as we expect. They're going to have to outscore everyone circa 2007 again. Circa and, last year. What they do in the fucking Super Bowl? Outscored the most efficient offense in the history of the NFL. Well, at first, they were outscored pretty bad. Well, yeah, because Brady's the fucking woat and threw a pick six. He almost blew the game, too, on the Edelman throw, which was severely underthrown and then tipped to Edelman. Hey, you know, sometimes you just got God on your side. Yeah, seems like it. All right, so those are our future reactions. Before we go, I have to remind you guys that you can help out not only the collective, but your stomach by heading over to blueapron.com slash gridirongamble. We've got a little bit of salmon left from our most recent meal at Blue Apron. And I got to tell you guys, having someone just send ingredients to you and you just read it is amazing. No going to the store, no looking for ingredients that you may never use again. You get the exact increments and amounts that you need for the meal, and that is it. This week on the menu... At Blue Apron is Master Chef Roasted Chicken with mashed purple potatoes and green beans. They also have ratatouille tarts with marinated summer squash and summer vegetable and egg paninis with a chili mayonnaise and tomato mozzarella salad. Support your stomach, support the collective. Head to blueapron.com slash gridirongamble. Guys. There are football games tomorrow. 
and we will be coming to you tomorrow morning to talk about DFS, and then Friday to talk about our Super Contest picks. The Super Contest card comes out tonight. You can check that out using the Westgate website. Just Google Westgate Super Contest card. That's where all the picks you see from us on this show, on social, will always be using the Super Contest lines and maybe referencing Pinnacle or something beyond that. Uh, follow these guys on Twitter at Brett Colson, C O L S O N. Mo Nawara left. You should still give him a follow at Mo Nawara, N U W W A R A H. And we've got at Donnie underscore Peters. I'm at Richie Ryan. Football, football, football. I can't wait. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. See you guys tomorrow and Friday. Peace out.